0: Hi there, my name is Benjamin Franco. This is the What Ben Thinks YouTube channel podcast. Uh, this is the Betacast, cast, um, my video game podcast uh, about you know stuff going on in the video game industry and stuff going on me personally with video games. Um, this time I actually have like news to announce. I've actually came prepared this time to the podcast. Um, got myself a little list of stuff here. Uh, this podcast I usually try to have. Um, run about uh an hour um, i might even go over that this time um i guess well i got my coffee i got my water i'm gonna get started might as well just dive straight into it what have i been playing this week um i've been playing so i tried um i pretty much given up completely on star wars and that's republic 2 uh what i was getting from that game i didn't really even like um the high points weren't were few and far between. Um, I only played like eight hours of that game, and I believe, I truly believe that the 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 prologue really killed it for me. The training section, um, that really killed it for me. No story. It built up the mystery, and I'm really like interested to see where it went. But honestly, I'd rather just Google the story. I don't want to even go through the pacing of having to go. I don't know how many worlds there probably are probably like five from what it looked like from my brief glimpse through the walkthrough since I had to look up the 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 walkthrough information in order to just continue through the prologue um, I just decided that game wasn't worth my time why keep wasting my time with that I don't know and then um another game I played uh, so I'm playing my usual Counter-Strike uh, I suck at that game <laughs> still it's not an easy game the skill uh the skill curve, the learning curve with that game is really tough, um, especially with me playing normal shooters. I'm going to say that this shooter is not very normal. Counter-Strike's uh, uh, recoil stuff really bothers me. and um, I'm used to crosshair placement because, you know, all the twitch shooters, you kind of just get used to it when you're like me and you're not good at twitching. You just You learn to just sit put and just stare at one spot. Um, but usually in every other game, when you do that, you, uh, when you shoot that one spot, the bullets actually hit there. Like <laughs> the guns are actually accurate in the games that I play usually. So Counter-Strike is definitely one of the most frustrated I've been frustrated with a game I've been, um, the game, uh, everyone there's just super, a lot better than me. And I guess it's because they put in five years of time. Um, I do always find myself going back to Counter-Strike, though, when I'm just like, I'll play a game or two. Um, but I don't even dare go to the ranked mode so far. Um, another shooter I've been playing, uh, I go to Counter-Strike when I'm like, okay, I kind of want to challenge, I kind of want to try, like, a little bit on a game. But I play Team Fortress 2. I decided to get back into it. It's awesome. I missed it. I'm so happy getting back into that game. Um... I really am enjoying uh, just, you know, messing around, and I'm actually pretty alright with the game. I'm a lot better with, like, objective-based games. Um, In uh, Counter-Strike, it feels more just like a crazy team deathmatch. And in Counter-Strike, you die so quickly that I don't really even feel like I'm really, like, aiming for an objective. I just feel like I'm dying in a second. Uh, Usually, like, like, in Team Fortress, if I even run over to, like, let's say some left side of the map and die... Um, I've distracted a couple of their players. That's, like, a, maybe enough time for, like, my team to push on the right side a little bit more and helps. Like, it's much more objective-based, I feel like, in that game than, uh, Counter-Strike is. In Team Fortress, it's more objective-based than Counter-Strike is because, um, of how fucking, I guess just better I am at the game, <laughs> how easier the game is. Counter-Strike, I'm not just not at that level yet. I'm just not at that level of skill where I can worry about, like, uh you know, focusing on the objective. I'm just more about, like, just trying to survive. <laughs> trying to survive and getting a kill. Um, I'm going to be one of those P90 fags who uh, <laughs> always just pick that gun because the recoil on it is um, pretty much non-existent, and uh, the, I'd never have to reload with that gun. <laughs> um, And another game I'm going to play, and I'm so disappointed by that, that I did play, um, so I got the, uh, because I have a PS4, and this month, the first, uh, oh, by the way, uh, yeah, we're recording on Tuesday, might as well not even brought that up, I'll just edit that in at the beginning, um, I played Grim Fandango, it was given to PlayStation Plus, uh, users on the PSN, uh, for the PS4 and for the Vita, I think? And a lot of people have always been praising this game on the writing. Um, it's one of those uh, adventure games. It's very much an adventure game. Um, the point-and-click kind, except with this one, it has... Because it's not on PC, it's got more of a movement mechanic, and it's remastered. Um, but to be honest, they remastered and changed the character sprites. And I really preferred the old pixelated versions better. They They're more bright. They're more like they feel more like they fit in the world and i feel like some things like the environments and you could switch back and forth on a fly between the remastered and the classic and i pretty much always preferred the classic from what i did play um but the environments can change back and forth and i don't know how i feel about that i might want to go back and check out screenshots of the the difference but um for for what it's worth uh I didn't really even care about the remastered part of it. I was just happy with the artwork for the normal the normal stuff. But um I pretty much given up on that fucking game. Fuck that game. Uh the writing was good and the story was mysterious and I was interested in seeing where it went and um spoilers I guess because this is like the very beginning of the game. Uh there's like a parallel between even though everyone's dead in the game, there's like a parallel between uh real life, and like everyone trying not to die and move on with their life, move on with their soul, and stuff like that, I was already picking up on that um little piece of uh meaning behind the game pretty early on, but uh i didn't get very far at all. I got out of the first area and just like with Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, but the difference with Knights of the Old Republic is I could have trudged my way through Knights of the old Republic I could have this game I tried trudging immediately and all the puzzles are really, really um, difficult. They expect a lot out of you. Um, not only do they expect you to like go around to each nook and cranny of every area, um, which is a hassle to get to. Every area is a hassle to get to because there's like a three-second animation that makes you go back and forth to each area. So when you're going back and forth to areas, like, if you know exactly what to do, obviously the animations aren't going to be that big a deal because you're going to see them like once or twice. Um, but for someone like me who had no idea what was going on, um, I had to jump back and forth for like twenty times to every area, and of course there's an animation like oh, and you move really slow, and then like it's like making up for like a loading screen, but all that time just built up, and like half of my time in this game was just me walking back and forth to places, um, and I guess you could just say that about a lot of game, a lot of games, but the other half of the time was me pretty much like. I'm gonna go ahead and say like 70% of the puzzles in the very beginning I couldn't even solve myself I had no idea what was like what to do um and I guess you could just chalk that up to just oh get good like get smarter with the puzzles but they were so crazy they were like um take this one object that you have to go search every nook and cranny for and take it to this one spot that you don't even know like fucks with that item like so that you can move on in the story and by the way You don't know how to move on in the story. They just leave it to you sometimes, and they're just like, "Okay, go ahead and figure out what to do next." Like, hopefully, you go to the right area and then see the animation. It's like, "Okay, great," but now I'm going through every area, and all this stuff builds up, and it makes me frustrated over time. And the story was compelling, and I would have loved to to have finished this story, and I would have loved to have found like a version where they just use an like if I could find a version of Grim Fandango where they would just like solve the puzzle using like an animation. Like, instead of me actually doing it, that would be great. I would just love to just watch that, uh, basically very intricate movie, but I was really upset with, uh, <laughs> uh, the puzzles in this game and I really, I really tried, um, but the entire time I had the game, basically I had a walkthrough open up on the game the entire time. Like, there was no way for me to continue without that walkthrough. I, there were some puzzles where I wouldn't have been able to do it. I would figure out half the puzzle and then I wouldn't even know I can do one thing. It would just be me trying everything and hoping it's right until, like, every puzzle would take me two hours if I had to do that for every puzzle. And there was no way I'm going to do that. There's no way I'm going to just sit there and jump back and forth and see the same tedious animations and hear the same tedious, like, lines said over and over again. That game really made me upset when I played it. (laughs) I was really upset with all the puzzles, and I pretty much... If I want to experience the story, I have to just look up YouTube videos of it, because I'm not playing that. I'm not- I'm not gonna do that for every puzzle. The time I quit was when, in the walkthrough I was looking at, they explained how to do the puzzle, and it was still- I was still having a hard time figuring out how to do the puzzle. Like, I knew how to solve it, and I knew, okay, here's, like, the trick to it, okay, cool. But then they, like, wanted me to figure out, like, how to synchronize something, and it was, like, making- it- it, the game just frustrated me to no end. Um, the voice acting was in it. The story seemed pretty interesting. It was really mysterious. I was actually compelled by it, unlike Knights of the Old Republic. But this one, I just couldn't do it. I, yeah, too frustrating. Um, I really wish I could have listened to it. Plus, it sounds like George Lopez was the main character. I really wish I could have, you know, played a game with George Lopez being the main character. But <laughs> guess that didn't work out. Well, that's pretty much it for what I played. Team Fortress, Grim Fandango, Counter-Strike, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, so I guess let's move on to some news. Uh, like I said, this was filmed on a Tuesday, January 12th of 2016. Um, and I was talking about last week VR and how important the prices are. And guess what? Oculus Rift pre-orders are coming out. So you can pre-order an Oculus Rift now if you want to. Pretty cool. I don't know if those have already filled up because honestly after I saw the price point I wasn't very interested in any more news after that Um, it's $600 for an oculus rift Um, and that comes with one Xbox 360 controller uh, which um some people aren't really happy about and like probably another peripheral but um yeah I'm not really happy about the price point and I feel like if I could just like drop $50 from the price point uh, To not get the controller because chances are if you're getting the oculus rift and you want a controller with it You probably already have a controller um, And a lot of people don't even use the controller to be honest a lot of people would rather just chill with their keyboard and mouse and do that because Some people I don't know The controller is kind of unnecessary Even then like there are Xbox 360 ones But you know oculus probably got a pretty penny from teaming up with Microsoft on that to uh, ship it with it but um it also comes with two games um I think a space sim, and I'm not sure what the other one is, but it comes with two games, which is cool um I guess that makes up for a hundred dollars of the price but um yeah this game is uh that is that is a lot for um a peripheral for v r um and no one no one expected it to be cheap, but everyone was hoping um hoping like four hundred and they were even promised i think oculus like People who were, like, running and making the Oculus said it would be ballpark 300, 350, which is much more reasonable for a VR. I mean, I would buy that if that was the case, but it's 600. You're not getting that. Um, I'm not getting that. And plus, my computer couldn't even run it. Like, the requirements to run the Oculus is much, much higher. Um, so people are pretty much looking forward to the, um, HTC Vive. Hopefully, hopefully that will be cheaper. Um, I think... The HTC Vive and PlayStation VR both have an advantage over Oculus in this. Um, Oculus had probably the biggest name, um, which is super useful. And like, maybe they're the best, who knows? But like, it was pretty much just everyone was just like sitting there waiting for the race to start. But they didn't want to be the first one to start running. Like, once you name that price point. And then you see you could see like once another company names a price point and you could see the reaction to how everyone reacts to that then you can continue on with how you want to be able to like do things with your vr and take that information and you know maybe make it cheaper and that's what i'm expecting is going to happen with the htc vive and the um project morpheus the uh, playstation vr um which, to be honest, I feel like these companies would have probably gone with a price point of around 600 also. I feel like everyone wants to uh, make it pretty expensive. Um, and we've also gotten the same promise on PlayStation VR. Because I'm on VR, PlayStation VR side. Um, because, unlike the Oculus, I already have a PlayStation. And I don't need to buy a bunch of new parts in order to run that. I just have to use my PlayStation. Which is super, like... The super uh, like ease of mind, which is pretty much what the consoles are all about, it's just ease of mind. you could just I am mean, I don't have to worry about when I get a disk, I just pop it in and I can play it unlike my p c where if I buy a game, who knows if I'll be able to run it like I can run it, but on these settings, and then maybe I might have to use one setting and then da, 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 da. yeah there's a lot of stuff with um with the p c that I'm not uh that isn't very easy to get over <laughs> um a lot of like components i have to worry about when i want to play with my uh game and especially with the vr which makes sense you'd want a powerful v- pc to run your vr if you're going to have the vr um luckily hopefully i just have to use my playstation hopefully vr playstation vr won't come out and be like hey 600 dollars in order to play this which they said we were given the promise of around the cost of a console which can range anywhere from 300 to 600 in my opinion because the playstation 3 was sold for 600 so obviously that's how these guys feel about con- uh the price of a console even though the price of a consoles uh, nothing has come close to 600 because that really hurt playstation sales um when they made it 600 um so, and microsoft was like that's not even a competition like we're not even gonna <laughs> we're not even gonna think about doing that um So that's pretty much the price point for PlayStation VR. I'm on pretty much the PlayStation VR side, I already claimed that. Uh, The HTC Vive will probably be $100 cheaper. Um, Just because everyone complained about the price of the Oculus, no one's probably, and the HTC Vive will probably be cheaper. Not that I know that. The pre-orders are coming out soon. They announced when the pre-orders are going to be. I don't have information on that, but uh, I think somewhere in February? Early February? Yeah, so that's pretty much it about VR for right now. Um, I'm excited for it still. Obviously, once it gets in people's hands and if it sells out a lot, and probably pre-orders are going to go, like, probably pre-orders are going to sell out really quickly. They probably already have sold out really quickly. But like I said, after I saw the price point, I was like, I am not interested in the Oculus. (laughs) I'm not interested in seeing where this goes. Um, So I'm done with that. Figured that out. Uh, the next thing I have written down is Rick and Morty. There's a Rick and Morty game coming out. Um, I'm a huge fan of the show. I'm a fucking huge fan of the show. And uh, I thought it was hilarious. I think they've already put out a couple games, the Rick and Morty games. One where they make fun of uh, the main character, uh, the main character's dad. Well, there are two main characters. So it's kind of confusing if you don't watch the show. First off, if you haven't seen the show, watch the show. Especially if you love video games. like I feel like that just goes right up the video game love alley um rick and rick and morty um but they're making a game for it and it looked kind of pokemon-ish um clearly they're making fun of that vibe um and yeah so i'm really excited to check that out that comes out i think january 14th so in a couple more days i'm definitely going to be playing that on my phone um i also figured out a couple of uh announcements um so let's start off with psychonauts 2 um Psychonauts 2 got funded um 20,000 I have written here 20,000 people gave 3.3 million dollars to Tim Schaefer. um so I hope all of the fans of Psychonauts 1 um, enjoy a half a game. <laughs> uh, Psychonauts there's a reason why nobody's given Tim Schaefer money Um, it's already been said like he's super niche and he's not very good with money management if he knew what he was doing and these niche markets would um and these niche market and he wasn't like doing it towards like niche markets selling towards niche markets he would be picked up by a major publisher but no all of his games have to be looked towards like crowdfunding he has to try to hit that nostalgia fanboy um button in a lot of people just to try to get money and i i am not a big fan of that um i played broken age i played one uh f- I played about 20 seconds of Broken Age before I realized, like, this game isn't interesting at all to me. Um, it was too childish. It was, like, and it wasn't, like, childish, like, it wasn't, like, Shrek childish, where it was, like, ha-ha, there's some adult jokes thrown in there for me. Maybe I didn't get far enough to appreciate that, but I didn't appreciate what I was seeing. Um, plus also reviews were pretty mediocre on the game. They ranged from, like, either the greatest adventure game ever to mediocre. (laughs) Or bad, just straight-up bad. Um... And then the only other game I think I've played from Tim Schafer is I played a little bit of, uh, what's the one with Jack Black? The one with Jack Black. Ah, brutal Legend. Um, I played a little bit of that. That was okay. But again, I played it at like a friend's house, so I didn't get to finish it. I heard the game was criminally short and the game was pretty much unfinished. Um, which, yeah, there was, yeah sounds like tim Schafer. it sounds like the beginning of the end for him i don't think he uh i don't think he's going to be in the industry for the next 10 years i think 10 years from now he's either going to one knock it out the park with one random game i don't think psychonauts 2 is going to be it um i think psychonauts 2 is also going to be in development hell for like the next four or five years um pretty much maybe not development hell because obviously it's going to be keep being made Um, there's no... And I don't think we're gonna see, like, a Last Guardian thing where it's like, oh, hey, ten years from now we'll be able to finally get a maybe release date. Um, because Last Guardian hasn't even been given a release date neither. We just... I, uh, I'll I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, some good news, though. Psychonauts is coming to the PS4. The first one. Um, I'm pretty happy about that. Because, just like with Grim Fandango... Oh yeah, I played Grim Fandango. Um, fucking hated it. (laughs) Uh... Nothing wrong with the story or anything, but yeah, like I said, just the way that game was structured. Um it, Grim Fandango reminded me pretty much why a lot of those like adventure games that kind of hark them to uh that that are kind of an homage. I don't know why I said that. That are kind of an homage to uh, old point and click games, but aren't really. They're more on the side of visual novel. It made me realize and respect that, like, oh, okay. These visual novel games don't have to have super crazy puzzles in it to feel like a game. It just has to have a good story and be interactive in some way um which is why I really appreciate the Walking Dead and Life is Strange way of handling it where it's like okay, you control some dialogue options and you can control like a little bit of, and you can control um portions of the story um super appreciated that um and reminded me why uh um. I hate Grim Fandango. That's it. That's just... <laughs> that's just the end there. Okay. Um, but pretty cool. I'll be able to play Psychonauts, which apparently is the fucking classic f- of ever. Um... And I'm down for it. Can't wait. Try it out. Uh, more upcoming things that I'm excited for. Uh, I'm excited for... I'm kind... Well, I'm really excited for Ratchet and Clank. They're making a Ratchet and Clank game. Um, based on a movie. Well, they're making a movie. I think that's a little bit more crazy because they've consistently been putting out Ratchet and Clank games and they've all gotten the amount of, same amount of consistent praise, which is about like, oh, either ranging from like a B or an A to on those movies, uh, uh, bleh, on those movies, on those games, which is still pretty cool in my mind. But, um, you know, um, in this industry, it's like those clearly aren't going to be the huge sellers, um, which is kind of fucked up. But, you know, whatever i still appreciate the point system but i don't ever fall for it i care more about what people say about a game um but when i trust a reviewer i trust a reviewer and if they have to give a score on a game i like i like to listen to why like i feel like that should be more like of a thing like why did i give this game a score of 7 out of 10 and then you can kind of piece together why that was the case and then i don't know I guess I appreciate more of the thumbs up, thumbs down sort of thing. Um, it's like, thumbs up if you like this X, Y, and Z. Um, thumbs down if you don't like X, Y, and Z. Um, anyway, that was a quick tangent off of the rant, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, that's coming out April 12th. I'm pretty excited for it. Hope it doesn't get pushed back. It probably won't. It ha- probably has to co- coincide-, coincide with the movie. Um... But Ratchet and Clank is a cool part of my childhood. I had a PS2 growing up and I played some Ratchet and Clank. Um Uh yeah, I like those games. They're kinda of funny, kind of super action-y, kinda of awesome, inventive guns and yeah, I love the characters. I'm ready to jump back in that world. It looks good too. It looks gorgeous. Can't wait to play that game. Um Uh yeah, it's been a while since I played a Ratchet and Clank. I think I played Up Your Arsenal last. I think that was the last one, I'm excited for it, can't wait. Uh, April 12th though, Ratchet & Clank, hopefully the movie's good too. Um, like I said, the, the writing and stuff like that is pretty good, so hopefully they make, this might be the first good video game movie. Um, which would be so, which would just be absolutely awesome. <laughs> I would love, to. it's, it's kind of hard, the mediums aren't really like the same at all. What makes a great video game and what makes a great movie are completely different. Um, video games' gameplay is king, and movies' visuals, writings, and all that stuff has to coincide together to make it great. Obviously, it's the same for video games, but you can make an awesome 10 out of 10 video game with just great vi- gameplay, in my opinion. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 was getting a lot of 10 out of 10s. I don't think it's a 10 out of 10, but it was because I care more about the other stuff. I care more about the combination of everything. Um... And in uh, a lot of uh, movies, that's how it is too. Um, obviously, there are exceptions, um, but you know that's how I feel like the industry is more with movies. Um, and uh, it's hard; you can't really because gameplay isn't a fucking thing at all in the movie industry. Um, so <laughs> it's like they have to like make up for it, or they try to like they try to like say, "Hey, I know you play the game, so here's like some fanboy stuff or some." Uh, What's it called? Um, fan service for you because you play the games or something like that. But it's alienating to people who like movies. So it makes it so that it doesn't really work together. And plus the fact that our like industry is trying to be more like movies with cutscenes and stuff like that. It's kind of annoying. And I don't know. It makes me really wonder where we're going to go with these um, video game movies. Sometimes with uh, video games too, it's like this might be even better. as not like a movie, but like a TV series or a mini series or something like that. Um, which I would love to see that, too. I'd love to see it. Um, hopefully that stuff starts to take off, and we're, we live in a pretty good age for media. Um, everything's pretty good right now. here. hear TV's awesome, but I don't really watch any TV. I'm too busy playing video games. I love movies, and I don't even watch really movies all that much. Um, but I hope Ratchet & Clank is good. It's CGI. It's not, they're not trying to be real they're going to be able to have that same spectacle of the games. Maybe not as impressive because, you know, we get no control over it, but people will still appreciate it. Um, really hoping. I got a lot of hope for that one. Another game that I'm excited for, but I don't know how excited I should be for it, is Dark Souls 3. Now, my relationship with the Soul series is kind of interesting. I've never finished a Souls game, but... I feel like if you play a good amount of it, you get a good... You, you get the experience. You understand. Okay, these games are fucking hard. Um, <laughs> these games are fucking hard, but they're satisfying. They're so satisfying. And um, But the story... I think the reason why uh, I don't get absorbed and feel like I need to finish these games is because the story is told in a very interesting way. It's not told directly to you. It's not like, hey, this guy's a bad guy and this is what's happening and we have to go stop the bad guy. It's more like... It's more complicated than that, it's more complicated stories, and it's not really even like a story in the world Or, not that I know of, maybe there is, but... Um, it's more told like, a, it's more world building, it's more like, hey, explore this world, and you know, see the lore, see what happened in this world, see how this world works, and everything like that um, Those are really cool, those are really cool games I don't know if I'll be able to finish it, though. If I buy Dark Souls 3, I don't know if I'll be able to finish it or really get a lot of hours out of it. I do usually get a solid amount of hours out of it, but it's just because I have to replay the same level over and over again. And it's not, like, boring like how uh, Grim Fandango is because in Grim Fandango I'm seeing the same tedious animations over and over again, the same cutscenes that I have to, ooh, and then, yeah, it's trying to be all cutesy, but it's like i'm trying to figure out a fucking puzzle here and i need i'm I'm angry about this in in dark souls i'm honing my ability every time i die i'm getting better every time i die i know okay i need to do this with this guy i need to do this and then you start to get really good at hitting those angles and you start to get really good at swinging and knowing the timing and the combat is just so perfect and feels so good um those games are just really awesome uh it, it feels more satisfying then when you get to the next level you hit that bonfire Oh, feels awesome. I can't wait to, uh, I'm really looking forward to that game. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I'm going to finish it. <laughs> and I also don't know if I'm going to feel left out because it's the third game and I didn't even beat the first Dark Souls, nor do I know any of the story whatsoever in the first Dark Souls because the story is so uh, crazy. Um, but because the story is so crazy, it's making me seriously consider Uh If reviews come out and they say it's good, then I'm going to definitely um, check it out. Bloodborne was awesome. Bloodborne was really great. Um, but I think it was just because I like the new style that they were going for. The new, um, kind of London horror kind of vibe. Um, really, really love that. The, um, the Lovecraftian stuff, I just got to the part where there's like a lot of Lovecraftian stuff to it. Um, and then I kind of was just like, okay, it got a little bit harder. And I think like, I messed up and died like some crazy way. Um, I got really frustrated and I was just like, I'm not playing this game t- for the rest of the day. And then I just never went back to it. I think I bought a new game after that and I was just like, forget this game. And I think the next game was The Witcher, uh, which really leads to the next segment I have. You know what? Let's take a break from releases. I'm gonna just gonna go ahead and jump into um I've been thinking long and hard because every everyone out there is making a top, ooh, best games of the year list. And so I thought I'd just decide to make my best games of the year list why not? I'm making a podcast, might as well have one. Um, and so here it goes. I did top five games. Um, I didn't play a lot of games that came out this year. Games I did play came out 2014 or 2013. I have no problem going back to like older games, um, or slightly older games or really old games because, you know, gameplay is king and if gameplay is perfect, then gameplay will always be perfect no matter what. Um... But this year uh, I got 5 games that are really fucking good. Um so I'm going to start off with my number 5, which might be kind of weird because I don't usually play these types of games is Mortal Kombat X. Um man I sucked at this game but man I had a great time with it. Um I felt like there was so much to do in this game. There were so many things. Um this game was really fun. Uh the game was really super combat uh combo driven. Um, And the graphics looked amazing in it. And the story, while a little cliché, was really cool. Um, It was kind of like a cliché action movie and so it really like had me immersed in it and you know, I really got into it. felt cool. It's also a cool like training exercise to jump around to different characters. You know, you get to try out all the good guys, bad guys and stuff, you get to play against them, see how it goes. Um, I wish more Aaron Black was in it, in the story. but. Because he was really actually a really fucking cool character and actually one of the better, you know, characters to play as. So but still, Mortal Kombat X, awesome game. Really deep mechanically, great looking. A lot of stuff to do in there. Uh the crypt was really cool. Sure, a lot of the stuff in the game was really grindy. Um once you discovered everything in the crypt, you were just kinda like, okay, like now I just need to like grind a bunch. But you know, fighting games, in order to get good at fighting games, in order to like fully appreciate the fighting game is you have to grind a lot you have to sit there and practice maneuvers over and over again and play people and get your ass whooped a bunch um i mean i didn't i got my ass whooped a bunch but i never perfected anything or got any better at the game um but i still had a great time with it when i was playing but eventually that's why i quit because i was a uh, terrible player (laughs) um my number four is uh undertale heard me talking about this on the podcast, uh, it's a game you should go into without really knowing much, and then you should tread your way through it, through about all of it. It's a great game, great writing, great story, great characters. Characters are king, no, gameplay is king, but in a s- story-wise, characters are usually more important, because let's- because most of the time in video games, you'll find that a lot of plots are just like, okay, this is really generic, or okay, this isn't really all that, like, deep or anything, or like, really all that engaging. But you move forward because of the characters, the characters, who you're playing as. You want to see them do more things. And, you know, Undertale, or uh, you want to see the people you run into and the bosses you fight. Undertale really, really hit that, struck that chord. And you wanted to see how things were going to play out for everyone and how your actions, you know, change things for people. Um, Plus the fucking music was awesome. The music was great. Uh, the combat system was really unique for me. I, like I, I would say innovative, but nobody's been calling it innovative, so I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's like new or anything. But the animations are really fun. Um, the animations are really fun and like get into the gameplay sort of. Because uh, I've already explained how it plays out, and if you haven't seen how it plays out yet, then you should just buy the game. It's ten bucks. It's worth your time because uh, it's only like five to eight hours, depending on how slow or fast you are. Um, and it's worth replaying, honestly. It's uh, it's worth redoing it again. It's a really self-aware game. Um, so yeah, play that, Undertale. Uh, number three is MGS5. Uh, gameplay is awesome in it. A lot of stealth mechanics. It's only I don't play a lot of stealth games, but I truly felt like in this stealth game that I didn't even have to be all that stealthy if I wanted to. I could just kill a bunch if I needed to um because in this game you could do whatever you can go about things however you want to you could just rush in dive in uh, get yourself killed and who cares like you know just try new things you could sneak around you could like plot out the whole level you can you could do all that you can like fault in every character you run into or you could just throw them all in a no you can throw them all in one spot pile up the bodies and see how um and then find your specialist, I guess, and take them back. You may not even like want to fault in any person at all. You may fault in them because you want their abilities. You may fault in them just because you don't want them discovered. Um, the game is pretty mechanically deep, and I uh, I appreciate it. And it got harder as it went on, making you have to hone your abilities, um, making you have to get better at everything you, you're uh, you do typically, because the characters that um, the AI starts to learn how you play the game and starts to get better at it won't fall for your shit twice. Um, so that's MGS5. Story wasn't all that magnificent in it, but like how I like the Mortal Kombat story, it was kind of cheesy. And because it was kind of cheesy and quirky and fun, and, uh, Quiet's boobs were all over the place, uh, I really appreciated it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't play the second half because I heard it wasn't, like, finished. So it didn't, like, it didn't compel me to want to finish it. Um, which I'll probably get around to someday, when I'm sitting around doing nothing, want to play my PS4. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, my number two is Bloodborne. Uh, just like how I was, like, praising the Souls games. So I've already given this game its praise. It's hard. It's beautiful. Um, I wish there were more weapons in it. Uh, I wish the story was, like... I wish there was more of a story. But the world was really well built. Um, And the Souls games are really awesome because... In... In an age of video games where I could just Google walkthroughs and figure out how to do everything, um, and that usually, usually uh, helps you get through the game, the only games I've ever felt like that was okay with, where morally I felt okay with doing it, was the Souls games. And Bloodborne was one of those. Like, if I wanted to look up how to beat every boss, it wasn't... It didn't matter, because uh, in the YouTube video, they'd make it look so easy. They'd be like, hey, you just go around this and do this and do this, and there you go, he's dead. Didn't even get hit one time. But it's so much harder in practice. You have to actually be able to physically do it. If you learn everything about the story before you play the game, still going through the game and listening to the story and hearing how things all tie together, the world building they do, it makes a lot of sense and it's it's really good. Uh, really good games. Really well made. Um, that's the reason why they sell well. And that's... I think I just convinced myself right here on this podcast while I'll buy Dark Souls 3. Um... Yeah, can't wait for it. And number 1 is Witcher 3. Um everyone's loved this game. Like I was pretty much praising Undertale for having amazing characters. Uh I was thinking of The Witcher 3 in the back of my mind the entire time. Almost went on to talk about The Witcher 3 and just skip my <laughs> skip my number 3 and number 2. Uh The Witcher 3 um graphics are great. Story is great. Music is great. Like I said about the overall plot, it's kind of just more of like a drive you to the end sort of thing. Um The characters I met, voice acting was perfect, animations were awesome, the choices you got to make were awesome, the dialogue options, Geralt's character, Geralt's voice acting, Geralt's, um, the armor system, uh, well, the crafting system was kind of annoying, but the fact that, well, I'm gonna tell you, if you ever play the game, just skip all the armor, really, pretty much, and just stick with the Witcher gear, um or don't and then just look through all the armor that you're gonna get because uh either way is satisfying enough you can do whichever one you want um the ending felt satisfying and i can't wait pretty i can't wait till i uh uh the blood and wine expansion comes out so i could just finally jump back into that game and play the dlc um really excited for it because i hear the dlc is even better so yeah, that's my top five game of, games of 2015. Hopefully, 2016 I'll be able to play more new games. Um, but last year was a really great game game year. Um, there were so many game of the year contenders. I'm really happy about that. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, move on to some more news. Uh, so let's go back into the releases. Sorry, I took a break from that. If you actually care about like wanting to find out release dates, and I only wrote down a couple. Um, Star Fox april 22nd uh i hope this game does all right (laughs) i don't think it will i don't don't think a lot of people are gonna love it it's weird because with nintendo games it's either they're mediocre and it's just like a whatever game like mario party a lot of people just have mediocre feelings towards it or they just really knock them out the park park and hit people's nostalgia hit nostalgia nerves on people and they just love it. They love the gameplay. They love the quirkiness of, you know, how Nintendo does things. Um So Star Fox will either be a hit out of the park or it'll just be a mediocre game where everyone's kinda like, ah oh, man, I wish it was good because we really kinda need more Star Fox games. Um I never really played Star Fox, so I'm not really heartbroken by it. I more like I more think of him Star Fox as a a Smash Bros. character. So <laughs> Which you probably heard a lot of Nintendo fans out there and a lot of like old fags who um played the original Star Fox but uh I wasn't too much into it uh one game that I pretty much have no choice but to pick up is Uncharted um, 4. Uncharted 4 is coming out April 26th and I pretty much have to get that <laughs> I have to get that and I have to experience it it's um one of those games I feel like will be an event um Uncharted 3 wasn't really that much of an event, but Uncharted 4 is going to be the end of the Uncharted series and those are really like good games. Um, I played the second one a lot, and I played the beta for the third one, and they were both really great mechanically. I wanted to jump in on the beta for the uh, um fourth one, but I didn't want to buy the Uncharted collection just yet, I wanted to hold off on it till right before, I'll probably buy it in April. I'll probably buy it, maybe even May. Um, No, not May. maybe even March Uh, mixed up my months there for a second but maybe in March just to uh, play it catch up I haven't played the first one but I hear the first one didn't age all that well and so maybe maybe I'll try jumping into the first one Um, I might not replay the second one because I did replay it already a couple times and you know once you get the story you pretty much got everything you want to out of that game and I want to really get the story out of the third one I'm really interested in that Um, because mechanically it's probably the same at least as two and uh 2 was great 2 was definitely one of the best action games i've ever played um 2 has also one of the greatest opening moments ever where you're just running out of the train it's a really awesome part um but yeah i'm excited for that game uh pretty much excited to see whatever naughty dog does they they know storytelling they know what they're doing um uh, no man's sky june 21st um I'm not as excited for this game. (laughs) I'm not that excited for this game. Uh, Yeah, let's see where it goes. Let's see how it goes. It's taken so long for this game to come out. Uh, It's going to be halfway through the year. I'm not, I mean, uh, hype was through the roof and now everyone's questioning the hype because, you know, you should always question hype. Um, And I'm not hyped for it at all. Not really. Um, We'll see how it goes. Like, I'm cool with like walking around in a game, just to check out the environments. But I don't think these environments are gonna blow me away. I'm not looking up. I'm not trying to look up any YouTube videos to get blown away by it, because um obviously, in like YouTube videos, they're just like, oh, we're just showing you all the best stuff. Like the programmer even told and uh, told us during the E3 presentation, like I programmed this so I would find cool stuff on this planet. I don't want to, like, hit three planets in a row where nothing interesting has happened, or they're all the same. Um, And honestly, they're so mysterious with what the story actually is that I'm not, like, I'm not fascinated by this game, really. sounds like a procedurally generated game. And procedurally generated games um, are filled with a lot of okay stuff, like a lot of okay to good stuff, but never a lot of great stuff. Um, unless, like, the gameplay is fucking spectacular in that case, but, I mean, what gameplay is there in this game? (laughs) Alright, well, that's No Man's Sky. I'm not hyped for it. I'm very cautious when it comes to that game, which I think everyone should be, but, yeah. Um, some more news uh, as, uh, Sony tried to trademark Let's Plays. Um, that's pretty funny. (laughs) Like, I don't know where they were coming from with that. I think they were just trying to like, hey, this could be trademark, so let's just try. <laughs> but, you know, that's always been a YouTube thing. If anyone deserves that, that's YouTube. Um Final Fantasy 15 will have, yeah, I'm done talking about the Let's Play thing. I mean, Sony, what what were they, what were they even thinking? Like just trying to like capitalize on that. Um anyway, on a, on to the next topic, Final Fantasy 15 will have two combat modes. Um, it's also coming out in 2016, uh, which I really don't like it when I'm given just a whole year for games. It doesn't sound confident at all. They're just like, yeah, we're trying for a year. It's like, okay, well, I mean, <laughs> a year's a year's a long time. So is it like January, like 2016, June 2016, or December 2016? Obviously, they're planning for like probably late, late 2016, um, probably to try to get that holiday release money. Uh, Which would be smart on their part Because you know Final Fantasy is such a household name Um, and This one's got a lot of hype and a lot of nostalgia factor for a lot of people probably Net over playing another Final Fantasy game Um, But it will have two combat modes, which I think is pretty interesting. Um, I played 13 and 13 seemed to have like a weird mixture of like turn-based, but I also felt like I had to be engaged in the actual strategy but then I felt like it was just all like a really nice coat of paint over a really, really, really nice coat of paint over a turn-based system. Um, and while I stay, usually try to stay away from YouTube videos showing off like gameplay and stuff like that, um, I'd rather hear because like I do trust my ability to watch gameplay and just be like, okay, that's good. That's bad that I don't like the way that that looks. Um, I'd rather hear how people feel about it um, because it, what a Final Fantasy is just like a turn-based game um which obviously they're saying that's just one of the modes. That's how I feel like the two modes is going to be one is like a a more actiony version of two, uh of Final Fantasy 13s or basically like a turn-based version of it, which I think is pretty cool because that's what they're trying to go for is like, "Oh, you could either play it action-y and like, you know, really get into it, or you could just like chill and like just chill when you play it." Um, which I really, I would really appreciate that if games did that. Cause I might, I mean, you know, I'm going to pick and choose and figure out which one I like and then maybe jump back and forth whenever I feel, oh, I feel like getting into a game or I just feel like, you know, playing on my phone while I play a game, um, which I do a lot. This probably isn't healthy. <laughs> Hurts my ADD and, uh, fucks up my, um, attention span. Like I already forgot where I was going earlier with the whole two combat thing, two, com- uh, before that I had to bring up what the two combat modes really means but um i'm excited for final fantasy 15 everyone's excited for uh final fantasy 7 and no one's really sure what's gonna happen there they're talking about making it episodic um i think they're talking about making it episodic so that they could release it earlier so like i'm hearing th- people talk about like oh don't even worry about this game to like 2020 or something like that which i think is ridiculous i i think we'll see he a small portion of this game, a small but great-looking portion of this game, next year, because it's gonna run. Because Final Fantasy VII is gonna run off of Final Fantasy VII remake is gonna run off of uh, Final Fantasy XV's combat system, which would kind of make sense on why they're doing the two modes thing. You know, like a turn-based, like like the original Final Fantasy VII, or maybe they want to have like an actiony, more improved version of Final Fantasy. So that's what'll be the good mix of the two. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty interested in see where they're going to go with it. I'll probably pick that game up too. Um, I, I like RPGs. I haven't played a JRPG in a long time that I've actually liked, and so I'm excited for that. We'll see how that goes. I'm really excited for what Final Fantasy XV is going to do. Um, or Seven in that matter, because I've never played seven, Um And I feel like the new and improved graphics is the way to go with 7, so might as well just do that. Um, okay, so, uh, some more news, MGS5, uh, they're doing an online beta for the gameplay for Metal Gear Solid Online 3, which is the multiplayer mode of MGS5, which, um, you know, it took them forever to do that. I mean, why even try at this point? Like, Konami's done with the game. (laughs) There's not going to be any patches. The game's never going to get better. They're not going to put work in to make the game better and more balanced, because I remember everyone not really... I don't know. I didn't remember having the greatest of time playing it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was unique, but, you know, I didn't feel like I could be stealthy in the game. I felt like I had to just be crazy, like, aggressive. Um, I don't know. The online mode wasn't all that captivating to me. Maybe that's just me. Maybe it was just personal. Um, but a lot of people say, said that they uh, felt it was unbalanced, um, and I felt like the single-player mode is kind of where all the the gameplay is meant to be. But I wish I wish the MGS5's online player online mode would work out well, but it didn't. And now the beta is going to start for the PC, um, which is kind of ridiculous that they're having a beta to begin with because it's like the game's like how old and now you're just getting around to a beta? Like, come on, Konami. Or Kojima Productions, or whatever fuck's going on there. Who's even taking care of that? Who's even doing the game? Like, come on. Like, we all know Kojima isn't even there. Like, I don't know. I don't know, the franchise just feels so dead in the water now that Kojima and Konami are just not even in the project at all. Um, and I feel like after this beta and after they finally get the game out, like, we're not going to hear any about, like, patches or anything like that. It'll probably have to be, like, fan-made stuff, and I don't even know if that could happen for, like, online games. I don't even know why they're trying, honestly. Like, Konami, you've pretty much not given a fuck this entire time. Like, why are you now pretending to give a fuck? Hmm. Oh, well. And that's, uh, a lot of the news, pretty much. Uh, A couple more things. Some things I've learned about today is, um, EA just released Origin Access. Um, which will be, but for, like, $5 a month, Access, like, all their games or like a certain number of games um online and just download them just straight up uh like a sort of like a netflix version of uh but with video games which is super cool um uh, my brother has something very similar to that um but now it's on pc he has it on his xbox um and he would just play any madden any ea game he felt like doing um and i wouldn't mind doing that their games aren't too terrible and uh Yesterday, I had, like, really weird video game AD. I bought and, like, I bought and, like, downloaded three games just to return them because my computer couldn't even run the games. So I had, like, this weird, like, I want to try and jump around to different games. So, I mean, that'll really work out for me. I don't mind. And honestly, it says it's cancelable at any time. Um. And for five bucks, I could take the risk. Why not? Yeah, sounds cool. After this podcast, I'm going to go jump on that and try to do that. Uh and one last thing um last week i was talking about how i wanted to play the naruto games and so they're releasing a naruto ultimate storm a naruto shippuden ultimate storm the longest name ever a collection where they have all three one two and three um but for the ps3 so it's kind of like even why are you even bothering with this bandai or bandai or whatever the fuck your name is like why are you even bothering bothering with this Everyone who has a PS3 who actually wants to buy this probably already fucking has all three games. Like, they're super old. You could just buy them used and then get them, like, for, I, I don't fucking know, $10 each. Like, and I guarantee you, you're probably going to sell this game for $60, so nobody's going to be interested in buying this game. You want to know who's interested in buying this game? People on the PS4. People who have the PS4. People want those ports over, and I'm sure it's probably harder to do that. Um, But still, you're not going to make any money from doing this. Oh, they're probably not spending too much neither. I don't know. I don't know, I would have been really interested in buying this Naruto Shippuden collection because I'm really interested in that game. Like, I actually do like like, like that series and it hits like a nostalgia bone for me because yeah, it gives me a nostalgia boner. I don't know why I keep saying like nostalgia nerve and nostalgia bone, but um, it really hits those uh, points for me because uh, growing up I watched that show. So I'd be down to play like a very like stylish game, uh, action game version of the show pretty much, which I hear three nailed right on the head, Um, but too bad because I don't have a PS3, I have an Xbox 360, and it didn't say anything about Xbox 360, so I'm probably not going to play this game, cool, I was really looking forward to it, but uh, now I'm not going to, so maybe we'll see, Um, I guess what am I looking forward to, that's pretty much all the news, Uh, what am I looking forward to to doing this next week, I'm going to play the Rick and Morty game, um see how that is I hope it's a good mobile game or at least a funny mobile game Uh, after Undertale I'm really excited to have a nice funny game in my life again um probably I'll be playing Team Fortress and I'll probably be checking out that origin access thing Uh, maybe get a few EA games if the games don't really seem all that interesting to me I might pass on it for the first couple months but the games like I'd be down like what do they have like Battlefield like, any of the Battlefield games, I'm willing to pay $5 for to just try it out to see if it works on my PC. And, you know, fuck around on Battlefield for a little while. Why not? Those are cool, like I was saying earlier, cool objective-based games. um, That you could just run around and kill if you needed to, uh, which is helpful to the team. But also, I could like focus towards a goal, and that'll help, too. Um, Yeah, I'll probably be just playing Team Fortress 2, maybe checking that out. Uh, probably buy a cool game that's come out maybe like a a cool game that i could i don't know it's coming out for steam maybe like a cheap one try and review it maybe even put up a movie review this week maybe you'll see something off that but uh this is the beta cast so gotta say my video game stuff anyway that's pretty much it for the podcast today um i'm glad to uh if you listened all the way through to the end I'm very thankful for that go ahead and uh Hit the subscribe like this video and stuff um go ahead and uh yeah that's pretty much all i got for you (laughs) at this point um have a good one and i hope you enjoy play some video games bye